And it is one of our favorite seasons. Sweater weather season, pumpkin spice season. I know Brian don't really like pumpkin spice, but I, I don't. White woman ever fall, and that's because <laughs> I am Josh Rogers, and I am Brian Hare. We want to welcome you to another episode with your favorite Casa Negros yep. of your favorite podcast. Where we talk mm-hmm. about all the things, but in particular, yep. we talk about the perils, the praises, productivity, and the pump of circumstance. Being black millennials trying to figure this thing called life out. Brian, yes. How are you, my friend? Man, it is a great day to be black. Always a great day to be black, man. I'm Always. super excited to be in the land of the living. Oh, yes. Another day. Be here with my brother, who has a beautiful t-shirt on today. I love it. Oh, yes. I decided to pay homage a mm-hmm. little bit. Every now and then, you just got to go back into your memory bank mm-hmm. and remember from whence you came. Haraba. If it wasn't for those men. Those on that men. white campus of Indiana University. Look at them. All they were. I wouldn't be. Ooh, ha, ha, ha. I wouldn't be who I am. Five new pie is the reason why. Ooh, until the day I die. Ha. Yes. <laughs> um, it's funny because I was actually just came back. I went to Tampa um, for work. Did and... you scope the land? <laughs> scope the land in Tampa. <laughs> yeah, because you know Conclave is going to be there. Did you scope the oh. land? <laughs> okay, so Tampa is a great convention city. Um, okay. It is a definitely good convention city. It's only 15 minutes from the airport. Uh, the con- convention center is only 15 minutes from the airport. Plenty of uh-huh. hotels. Um. It's hot as butt. Sage's wife's coochie. Yes. That hot. Um, That's going to be the only issue. Uh, But you know the noobs don't want to wear t-shirts anyway. Um, And they're going to want to look cute and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, you know, I don't know. The noobs going to be suited up. I don't know what's going to happen. So, um, um, I'm going to be naked. I can tell you that now. (laughs) In the heat of summer, it's in July. Like, it's in July, right? Yeah. yeah, so it's gonna be burning up in Tampa. Um, I was there. We're in, in October, and it was burning up. So I can only imagine. But yeah, it's it's a it's a nice convention center. Um, plenty of hotels. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know when registration opens up, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, but I was on a plane, and I was on a Delta flight, and I was going to look at the documentaries. And shouts out to um Alpha Cap Alpha. Their their documentary was actually on on the plane on the Delta. Um, okay so i watched um about you know the alpha cap alpha history and it was a interesting so we need we need a documentary about you know we need a docu yeah about digs Mm -hmm. boys we need Mm -hmm. one oh i like that brian yeah i got like a legit one not just one that you know is on youtube and and folks just you know putting out there like some real 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 good stuff um Mm -hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that'd be great. I don't know if it, mm-hmm. I, I don't, no disrespect to any of the noobs that we have one out there and something really nice, but I think a really good documentary um, this year or recently because so much stuff has happened um, that I think would be great uh, for us to have a nice, nice documentary. Yes, I agree with that. I feel like our story, I feel like there needs to be a divine nine story. Oh, without a doubt. And then there needs to most definitely be an individual story mm-hmm. for each group. Mm-hmm. Um, Chancey, I'm sorry, but if ours comes out like next year, mm-hmm. then y'all can come out to another forty something years because that's the <laughs> timeline in which we were founded. <laughs> yeah. So you need to wait till all your founders die first before you mm-hmm. can document. You have a real document. <laughs> I'm about to say that we got to go back to archives, right? So like the um, yeah. we got to go own... to the archives. Y'all right. go through the Google Cloud because right. he gets your founder got an iPhone, right? I <laughs> mean, it's alive and well and well. <laughs> 
About 32. You know, all his grandkids. And some of them probably ain't even our oldest. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> that is. That is. Oh, oh man. Some so you, um, oh, what you, say? you celebrated your daughter's birthday. I did. How was my favorite niece who loves to shade me? She is she never kind me. to me. But Jeez. I love her. <laughs> I love her anyway. It, ta- <laughs> it takes Brooklyn mm-hmm. a legit 72 minutes every time I'm around <laughs> to finally be like, Hey. hey yeah. And from now we good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we good. But it's a 72 minute warm up every every interaction. Every it's interaction. okay. It's That's okay. True. It does take Brooklyn a little little while to warm up. Um but she's good. She had a we had a good time went to the aquarium. Um, Come on. Went to the aquarium. Then we did we took some photos. We did a, a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. I saw beautiful beautiful pictures. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful pictures. Beautiful gowns. <laughs> y'all, um, y'all had them, y'all sweaters. I saw y'all in sweater weather. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you know, uh, had a did a photo shoot, and then after that, you know, we had a, we had a, it was a good Saturday, really good Saturday. Then I hung out with the brothers, um, did some. Things. I saw you on a couple of Greek pages. Really? Mm-hmm. You saw the you know twenty one passes of a diamond doing the things. Mm-hmm. I saw it. Decatur alumni chapter. Shout out your noobs. Yo to the noobs. Yo to the noobs. I I really it, we were Decatur. Lauren and I were talking about it. You and Ashley would have had a great time if y'all would have came. I believe it, but I think I mentioned to you, Ash went out of town Sunday. Mm-hmm. We were doing like a lot of prep for her um, yep. to be out of town and dealing with the boys with one parent mm-hmm. for a week, but definitely wanted to be there, bro. Um, yep. If the Lord say the same and we he delay his coming, mm-hmm. we'll be there next year. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you what I wasn't going to do. I was, I was, I was going to show y'all niggas up. What you gonna do? First of all, I was gonna have on this white because y'all oh. look like the Usher boy. <laughs> now y'all look good, but everybody, y'all, I don't know, but did y'all plan there for all y'all to have on so, white? The Decatur brothers. Yeah, all the Decatur <clears throat> brothers were supposed to wear white, white, okay. white jackets. Okay, I thought so because literally, I'm like, this is too much for a coincidence. <laughs> nah, we had to wear white, white. Jackets. I was ideating this double-breasted pinstripe situation. <laughs> oh, brother, I was finna come in there and shut it down. <laughs> Do you hear me? Oh, I was finna be a mafia man. Do you hear me? <laughs> Woo, I was ready. I was ready, brother. Mm, that'd be nice. A double oh, I know. Pinstripe, I had a cane. White. Mm. I was going to have me a look like Mr. Big. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's, not, let's not talk about that because they just put out a new song. <laughs> that Rick Ross is behind. The that worst. Richard Ross is behind. Mm-hmm. Every nigga is, I'm the richest nigga in the land or whatever it's saying. Mm, help us, Lord. And, okay, yeah, no, we're not doing that, Brian. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we are not doing that. But I'm so glad. Oh, since we talk about our 30s, is there anything that you're expecting on behalf of your daughter and your three? <laughs> A mess. Uh, <laughs> people say that people say that year three is the worst year. Um, so it's it's, the twos it's interesting. Are pretty terrible. I think that I think the three is a combination of the what the the energy of the twos, mm-hmm. but they're a lot more self aware now. Mm-hmm. They're finding their little voice, so it yeah. can be worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's to me, it's it's to me. I think it's a thing of just like finding. She's trying to find herself, find her voice. Doesn't want to do things, but so we, I give her, a, we try to give her a lot of space in terms of um, options of what you want to wear, what mm. you want to eat. Some things are firm. That's one of those kind of generational curse things, like giving them opportunity to, to let their voice be heard, um, have conversation. Um, I'm, I'm not against negotiation, right? I'm not against that. Um, I think it breeds the ability to you know, think for yourself and kind of have dialogue and stuff like that. I'm mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. things are still some things, right? Um, and even some things like yesterday was her birthday. So I, g- I gave her a yesterday. I just say, you know what? I'm not gonna tell her this. Yeah. You know, if she asks for something, I'm like, sure. Yes. 
Want a popsicle? Yes. Sure. For her birthday. Yeah. For her yeah. birthday. I just gave her a whole dib, yes. Um, and even when I found out with the negotiations, Ooh. like if I um if <laughs> like it'll be like that spoke to me. You gave her a whole dib, yes. I received that for my life. Father. Mm-hmm. Woo! That the Lord just give me over, just give me one day of all yes, God. Yes, God. And it and was tell funny. me what day you want to do it so I can make sure I put all my requests <laughs> in. And it's funny because like and that, and that is, it's low-key a word because like I will say, she will say, Can I have this? Mm-hmm. And she will like start low, something real small. I'll be like, Yeah. Oh, can I have this? Yeah. And then her request kept getting bigger and bigger mm-hmm. every time I said yes. Mm-hmm. So that her confidence. In the yes, woo. Hebrews oh, ten to thirty five. Forsake ah. not your confidence, because it does what has great recompense for yes. the Lord. That's the word. That's the word. So every <laughs> yes that I gave her, her woo. confidence kept getting bigger and bigger. So now she wasn't afraid to ask me because she knew I was going to say yes. Woo. Y'all need to go to church. I'll say Sunday. yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say yes. Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey mm-hmm. when your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart. I'll agree, and my answer mm-hmm. will be yes, Lord, yes. Mm. Hallelujah! You in the spirit? I was actually, my, I was saying that song right yesterday. Ooh. I got the Holy Ghost contrary to Bible belief. <laughs> Who, who's the popular? <laughs> it's a bunch of people. I don't think I got it no more. I be writing about all these secular people and and songs and movies and <laughs> sex and stuff. Be on her talking about spitting in folk mouths and getting butts ate out and all kind of stuff. But in the midst of it all, in the midst of it all, I still love God. <laughs> and you still know the man. I know him. Mm-hmm. There's a stranger in town. He's giving sight to the blind. He is the greatest of pain. He turned water to wine. He even healed the ten who were bound by disease. What matter of man is this whose voice can't control the sea? So, don't no, Brian, don't you get me started? Ooh. I'm not gonna get you started because because in that in that film they say, do you know the man? Do you know the man? Do you do you know the man? Do you know the man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Donald Lawrence pen ain't like that no more. I know you said on this podcast before, mm-hmm. but old Donald Lawrence used to write them songs straight out the Bible. He did. He used to know what. <laughs> we we ain't eating. Where you eating from? We ain't eating. Naked and afraid. <laughs> not only eating. What's the other place? Goshen. We ain't Goshen. Well. <laughs> Song of the week because <laughs> you, you you knew how to tap me out right there. <laughs> Twinkie Clock's temple, her Bible on her piano. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> she's still right from the word. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right, Twinkie. Uh, so I'm gonna transition. Um, this is not a say. Take a uh, secular, bro. We did this. We've been doing this for the last few weeks. <laughs> We're so sorry, my Lord. So, my songs are sacred. <laughs> you know, not like hymns, but you know they're sacred. Okay. And this is this is gonna be sacred. Um, it's really gonna be more of an album of the week. So I'm gonna do the okay. intro. It's really more of the album of the week because really the album of the season, and it will make sense. Ooh. Just hear those slaves being regular and ting ting ting. No, ting. not yet. You not ready? Yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> you put a joy inside of me. Go ahead. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Here it goes. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome 
that was for those that she already know about it, that mm-hmm. Beyonce's welcome for her homecoming album. And since it is oh, homecoming yes. season, yeah, I thought it appropriate that we had an album for the season. Um, and Beyonce's homecoming album is homecoming season. Josh, are you ready for homecoming? Beyond, give me that. Oh, 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 Give me that oh more house spirit. It's good enough for me. It was good for Dr. King. It was good for Dr. King. It was good for Dr. King. So it's good enough for me. Yeah. Give me that oh right. Yes, I'm ready. I am ready. I I believe maroon and white. Deep down to my soul, mm-hmm. and to think that I didn't even want to go to that old school. You did. <laughs> you wanted to go to the PWI. I want to go down there. I want to go down there with them honky tonk white people. Mm-hmm. But God, he stayed the hand of death, <laughs> and he sent me to Atlanta <laughs> and put me on that red clay hill called Morehouse College. And look at you now. Look at me now. Almost everything <laughs> connect. Almost everything connected to you right now is, is some way based off of you going to Morehouse. Exactly, you, mm-hmm. <laughs> your wife, your chilling, my wife, my chilling, <laughs> your employment, Shoot. all the stuff, all the, all things. the things, all the mm-hmm. things because of what the Lord knew. Lord knew, Lord knew. Just look, ooh, look at me now. Chris Brown said, Yellow model chick, yellow bottle sipping, yellow Lamborghini, yellow top missing. Mm-hmm. Lord, you, we gonna go to, that. Was that was part of my, one of my redemption songs because you know, the devil tried to take me out. <laughs> With a church scandal. <laughs> I had a church scandal. And he brought me back. The Lord Got brought you. me back. And you preached, I'm off the bench. I preached it, didn't I? And had the church up. You preached it. You preached it too. It was good. Mostly gave me a chance. I said, I'm off the bench. Y'all, y'all. Ooh, I had a redemption message. They probably wasn't thinking about it. They would think I was going to come like that. Mm-mm. You came with it too. All right, so <laughs> oh, I still preach contrary to popular belief. We got to name this episode <laughs> contrary to popular belief. <laughs> All right, so um, song of the week was Beyonce Homecoming album. That is a phenomenal live album, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's definitely in my top five best live albums. It's just so well it's, done. It's a good album. Um, mm-hmm. so well done. Anyway, with that being said, I'm still accepted. Brian, are you ready to get into some black excellence and go to a blessed report? Let's do it. Let's go. All right. In the midst of confusion. Yeah. In the midst of persecution, the Lord is here. All right, we're here at the Blessed Report where we shout out great, shout out black folks doing great black things. You know, oh, Black yes. History Month is always not really a thing for us. We do black history every day. Um, so we want to shout out or really bless up some black businesses. So if you have any black businesses that you want to have blessed up, let us know. Maybe your friends, your family member, even yours. Let us know. We would love to highlight black folks doing great black things. Um, so I actually have a in light or an honor of my daughter turning three. Okay. I wanted to kind of give y'all some, those that have the kids that are younger, uh, some resources uh, that you can tap into so you don't have to watch the Paw Patrols. You don't have to watch the, uh, what's the other white, the, the Peppa Pigs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so there are a few black YouTube channels I would recommend you subscribe to because, um, you know, um, the, you know uh, representation is everything. So first one is Achille and Me. Uh, it's the children's show that has been airing in Nigeria since 2018. Now it's available on YouTube. The channel has reached over 17 
million families and it aims to teach people ages three to six about numbers, reading, empathy and social emotional skills. Uh, does your child love to read? What better they, what better way for them to do so by cuddling up with a book with Ruthie's Reading Room? It's a children's story time channel, kind of similar to Reading Rainbow. For those that watch Reading Rainbow, I was a stand of Reading Rainbow. Shout out to Lavar Burden. Um, it's a children's story time channel that shares children's books from black authors. So it's for us, by us, right? Um, uh, according to the uh, the founder, after observing the local library's facilitator interacting with children, the mother and social worker, Michelle McDonald, who created uh, Ruthie's Room, wanted to bring that to her community. So she created a whole YouTube channel, reading to black folks uh, and reading from black authors. Authors. One that is extremely popular. It's actually even on Apple Music right now if you want to listen to it. Uh, if you don't know Grace's Corner, I don't know where you have been because if you, you know, you're black with black kids, you probably have seen or heard Grace's Corner. Uh, the, you know, they have, you know, it's they have bops, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Grace's Corner has at, at this point over 77 million YouTube views in the month of July alone. So people are out there watching it. It's good content, um, has catchy tunes, talks about counting money. Uh, deep breathing, brushing your teeth, using the restroom, clean your room, because we're on ABCs, Go ahead. right? <laughs> Anything you could think of. <laughs> uh, so you said adults need to learn this too. Brush your teeth. Hello, I won't call names, mm-hmm. but I know some people mm-hmm. personally mm-hmm. whose African American hygiene mm-hmm. is very Caucasian. Mm. You don't have to Go call ahead. them; just write it down, and I'll read it out. <laughs> I tell you later. I don't, I don't want this mic to pick up even just, my breath. Just text me. Okay. All right. Uh, so another one, last but not least, with two point, uh, two point about two million uh, YouTube, uh, sorry, two thousand YouTube subscribers. Uh, Kuju Kid Zone was started in twenty nineteen uh, by Kujo himself. Kujo uh, and his signature right bright red glasses encourage children to ask questions. It's really about empowering our young folks and to ask questions. Right. Uh, so they go through different questions about life through puppets and songs and storytellings. Storytelling. Well, is it like a Negro Sesame Street? Sounds Cause, like Because my kids have aged out of that demographic of show. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. still there. You got to keep me hip on that stuff, right? I do. I do. Yeah. Um, my daughter still loves Sesame Street. Uh, and so that's it. So bless up to Achille and me, Ruthie's Reading Room, Gracie's Corner. And Cujo's kids own four black owned, black um, centered, black focused uh, children's programming as available on YouTube right now. And I believe it's actually available on YouTube Kids too, which is a big deal because that means they have the ability to kind of go through different uh, pages without, you know, the, without the parental um, issues, right? So, mm-hmm. bless up to those folks doing great black things. Um, we do not have anyone on the rest up rest glory up. to god he stayed the hand of death mm-hmm. i'm so happy about it right but there was one person that died and who did um we probably need to do a segment about this <clears throat> okay um a 96 year old white woman from london england uh she played you ever talk about queen elizabeth no, uh, hold on. Name this white person, okay? Ninety six. She passed away. Ninety six. Um, she was the. My heaven got to get up. The <laughs> Go tea, she was the. Tea, she was the teapot on 
uh, on Beauty and the Beast. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. She was the star in uh, Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. And she did some other things, but she was London, uh, English. <laughs> she from England. She was a teapot, and she wrote about murder. I don't know who this white woman is. <laughs> Angela, Angela Lansbury. That's that's the white woman. So every week, we, we need to do something. We need to get Josh to understand. Did Angela Bassett fly about here? That's the only Angela I know. <laughs> I might need to be a segment. Josh, who is this white woman? Who is this white man? Who is this white person? Okay. <laughs> who is this white person? If it I ain't Angelina you, Jolie, Brad Pitt, Leonardo, this maybe a few to, others. We need to record in person in video so I can put, hold up like a picture of that person <laughs> and then see if you know who they are. I probably will by, by their works, mm. not by their names. <laughs> <laughs> no sir, especially not this agent. All right, so quick question. So Chris Hemsworth, okay. what, what movie was he in? Who? Chris Hemsworth. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> What did he play in? Um, Thor. Oh, it must be Thor. Yeah. <laughs> He's Thor. Say that. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> Chris Evans. What did he play in? All the Marvel movies. Is it, uh, is he, um, he either, he gotta be either Captain America or Iron Man. No, Iron Man was the, the downy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that. So mm-hmm. he must be Captain America. So, yeah. So I, I gave you some easy white people to know. That's I mean, easy you, yeah, you, you got to start associating their work. <laughs> I don't know their biology. <laughs> I don't know their biology. You know, what is it called? Biologic, biographical history. I don't know that. Mm. I don't know that. Y'all know that. You went, you grew up in a melting pot. I, I grew did. up around niggas and niggas only. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I tried to go, we just talked about to this PWI, what the Lord do? Rerouted me right on back to more niggas. <laughs> Listen, so I, the Lord has a plan for the your Lord life. The Lord had a plan for my life. He segregated me. Don't do that, bro. <laughs> See, he said, come out from among he them. He said, come out from among them and be ye what? Separate. Separate. <laughs> that's Say what it I the Lord. Listen. Say it the Lord of hosts. <laughs> that just adds up special when you say he's the Lord of hosts. That sounds that sounds anointed when you say the Lord of hosts. the Lord of hosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the God of the Bible. There's only one. one book. It's the only infallible written word, word of, God. of God. I still know my doctrine, contrary to popular belief. <laughs> what, what's the what's the what's our what's our affirmation of faith? Well, you know we believe the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you play with me? <laughs> to be the only inspired or infallible and written word of God. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> believe that there's one God, God. who turned into three, three, three persons. persons. God, God the, the Father, God, God the Son, the Son and God, God the Holy the Spirit. Spirit. <laughs> we <laughs> believe the Bible according to Acts 2 and 4. No, no, you ain't it? there yet. <laughs> yeah, there, hold on, hold on. With the Bible, it's pretty spin. Um, then it's the next one is, there's one God totally gives in three persons. God follows We believe that the baptism of the whole, no. Oh, Jesus child. Christ, Brian, Jesus. Brian, 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 Hold on. Now, you still go to a culture church, and you can't even I do this. Do. Let me we don't do that affirmation of faith. We don't read we, that now. The thing that we do, brother, is we believe in the blessed hope. We believe in hope with the rapture of the church of God, God, which is in Christ, is Christ has returned. Then we believe that the only means of being cleansed from sin is through repentance and faith in the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We believe that the regeneration by the Holy Ghost is absolutely essential. 
for <laughs> personal salvation. Personal we believe salvation. that the redemptive work of Christ on the cross, cross. provides healing for healing the human body, the human body. answer to the answer answer prayer. prayer. We believe that the baptism in the Holy Spirit, the Holy according to Acts 2, Acts 2 4, oh. is given to believers who ask for And lastly, we mm-hmm. believe in the sanctifying power oh, of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit by whose indwelling the Christian is able to live a holy separated life. A separated life in this present world. Amen. Amen. Now we're calling for our praise team to come up and lead <laughs> us into praise and worship. Now we're going to head on down to the billboard. That, that was a great introduction. Go <laughs> Glory to God. You are a mighty, 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 mighty good. That did something to me. That did something to me too. You're a mighty, mighty good Savior. We're going to talk about glory, 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 glory. The Bible says, oh, taste and see. Yeah. That the Lord is good. And these people in Wallet Hood went and tasted other foods in other cities and found out that they were some of the best. A personal financial wellness website developed a list of the best food cities in the U.S. and the results are rather interesting. Portland, Oregon. White town. Portland, Oregon was named the top food city. These, these are some mm. bland taste buds. And mm-hmm. that's it. All the New Orleans. <laughs> I'm not even from New Orleans, but my God, even the white restaurants was delectable. Do you hear me, Brian? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how Portland made top of the list. But anyway, the data set ranges from cost of groceries to affordability and accessibility. That doesn't talk about the best food, though. No, because it doesn't. Just because it's affordable don't mean it's good or expensive doesn't mean that it's not good, right? Right. But anyway, right. Um, their list includes at number one, Portland, Oregon, number two, Orlando, Florida, three, Miami, four, San Francisco, five is Austin, um, six is Sacramento, California, seven is Seattle, Washington, eight is Tampa, nine is Las Vegas, and ten is San Diego. Notable cities that made the list was um, 13, Washington, D.C., and 14 was Atlanta. Um, 18 New York, Houston at 31, and New Orleans at 41. Way too far down the list. I live in Atlanta. No shade to Atlanta, but Atlanta has a good food scene, but nothing so amazing about it that it stands out as one of the best food cities. Right. I will say that. Like you can get some great food in Atlanta, some really good restaurants, yeah. but it's nothing so unique. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you think of certain places. Even though I hate deep dish pizza, but Chicago deep dish and Philly cheesesteaks and mm-hmm. Buffalo, New York allegedly has good Buffalo wings. And right. what is Atlanta's food? They don't have one. People will say hot wings, but I feel like there are other cities that have like Atlanta wing scene is American Deli. Right, right. Like now there's some places, don't get me wrong, where they got some more authentic wings, but when niggas be talking about Atlanta wings, they be posting the memes, they be posting American Deli. Mm-hmm. So even and I'm trying to say Memphis food is better or not, but if you go to Memphis, People ain't calling out American Deli first. They calling out Crumpies. They calling out Debo's. They calling out Chings. They calling out like specific places that got really good wings. Mm-hmm. And um, Atlanta just doesn't have that per se. Right, Atlanta folks, Chris, uh, friend of pocket, friend of life, let us know what Atlanta, what what is Atlanta's claim to fame as far as food is concerned. That that would be an interesting topic topic of discussion. Like I don't know Washington D.C. They got you know. Uh, mumbo sauce and all that kind of stuff. They have like at least a staple item that is a is a thing, um, but that is interesting. I know you get wings. Wings Atlanta's known for its wings. Like people eat wings here, but I don't know mm-hmm. if that's and the thing like soul food. Like where is the soul food? Is there a soul food capital of the U.S.? Like like where is what is that? You know, I don't know because again, Atlanta has some um, some um, some good soul food spots, but. Um, none of them are just like amazing. They're just kind of okay. But this list, like most of these big lists, they are trash and interesting to say the least. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Next on the billboard, um, get a degree in Nicki Minaj, I suppose. University of California. This is some California stuff. At Berkeley, it's set to offer a Nicki Minaj course for their upcoming spring semester. Um, the course Nicki Minaj, the Black Barbie, Fem C, and Hip Hop Feminisms will encourage students to think about how Nicki's impact on the hip-hop music industry connects to the broader historical social structures, hip-hop feminism. Nicki's honored and expressed interest in attending the classes, saying that she would um, love to stop by. I'm not going to hold you. If I was, if it was offered when I was in school, it would definitely be an elective. I think mm-hmm. Morehouse had a class that um, Mark Lamont Hill actually taught about like the history of hip-hop or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like the connections to black culture and all those different types of things. And I didn't get a chance to take it because one, I think it started either started senior year and it conflicted with my schedule or it was started after I left. Either way, I couldn't do it. Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely would have took the time to be in that class. So, and this is beyond me being a Nikki fan. Like I feel like mm-hmm. that's something super, super, super dope um, to explore because we don't get to see that level of exploration often. Um, staying in terms of music, PJ Morton. Brian, are you excited about new PJ Morton music? Yes, I'm. I'm always excited about new PJ Morton music, not mm. recycled, but like new PJ Morton music. Okay. So, um, friend and favorite of podcast, PJ Morton went to social media to tease a new song called "The Better Benediction 2. Now, on his last, or well, his last album, which wasn't gospel album, was the gospel album the most recent album? Think so the gospel of PJ or, or that something like that. Else? Yeah. Anyway, he uh he had a song called A Better Bit Addiction with a bunch of loud men. Daryl Walls, <laughs> Tim Rogers, uh, I think Zicardi Cortez, um, a couple of other people who do a lot of riffs and runs. This time, and it was pretty good. This time he brought all the loud singing women. Mm-hmm. He got Leandra <laughs> Johnson, he got Kiki White, he got um Ooh, Lisa Noel Smith, that's my girl, my hometown Memphis legend. I love that girl. She can sing so good. Um, he got, I said Kiki Wyatt, I said Leandria, I said Lisa. He got Kiara Sheard, mm-hmm. and he has Tasha Cobb's living. Now, now, I'll say that. But anyway, he said he just couldn't let it go without letting the ladies come in and encourage us. The song is set to drop this coming Friday. Brian, your thoughts? Are you going to listen to it? Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, he brought out some good singers. I think the the interesting about the benediction, they it's not really like verses. It's just really them kind of like giving ad libs and runs and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But who? What better singers are you putting on on the? You know, that's a pretty good list of you know Kiki White, probably one of the most underrated singers. Oh yeah, mainly because she just is. She ain't got no good songs. Yeah, um, <laughs> she's a great singer, and it's kind of one of those things like she's a great singer, but her career has never really been great because she just, for whatever reason, um, mm-hmm. you don't have to be a great mm-hmm. singer to have a good career, uh, or yeah. So yeah, and Lisa knows not related to Beyonce, but she may be related to Beyonce somehow. Um, Maybe. Uh, Kiara Sheard is Kiara Sheard. Tasha Cobbs, Josh Cobbs. So he's bringing some really good singers on here. Leandra probably one of the greatest singers of all time. I'm not saying the greatest, but one of the greatest and probably the best. My One of my favorite gospel voices because uh, she just sings and almost outsings everybody. Um, oh, Leandra so, Johnson can outsing likely any human being on this earth. Yeah. She is a <laughs> singer. She's a singer. Um, like, yeah. Um, she she can sing toe-to-toe with anybody. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward person. to it. Yeah. yeah, without a doubt. Like, and I just, yeah, it's interesting. I just remember her 
I watched Sunday Best. I remember, I remember her remember coming in with them slippers. With them slippers, with them socks. <laughs> and she just sang, and I was like, yo, she got it. Like, Leandra has it. Didn't you think um, this is the day? Yeah. Let's find that. Let's do that real quick. Find it, because <laughs> Leandra, man, I, I, I love Leandra. I would love to have her. I love her, too. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care like what y'all say about Leandria and the antics she may have done, but mm. yeah. Stop sucking my titty. Titty been dry. <sighs> she she's giving us some good moments. Didn't she give us moments? She gave us moments. I'm trying to find um, Oh, all the prayer warriors. Uh I just this, this just in. Brandy reportedly was hospitalized after possibly suffering a seizure at her home. Prayers up. I'm sorry. Who? Brandy Norwood? Brandy Norwood. Yeah. Ray, Ray J. Is it Ray J. Ray J. Mm-hmm. Mm. She had a seizure? A seizure. That was Holy Ghost. What's she going through? I don't know. Mm. I feel like they didn't took it down, right? Oh, probably. Yeah, they ain't got it up here no more on the YouTube. I mean, they got plenty of Leandria content. Mm. But not um, but not Leandria singing. Her audition song. But anyway, um, what I was going to say was this, though, Brian, that I like Tasha Cobbs in it. But when I mm-hmm. think about these other singers, I don't know. I feel like she's the eyeball out. Tasha Cobbs? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like. Okay, like, like, so, she, like she's a mighty soprano. She can mm-hmm. sing high and well, but she don't give me like church, church like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like she has the capacity to. I've heard her like go there. Mm-hmm. But like. I don't know. I'm, I'm really gonna be interested to see her really take us to church because that song is really churchy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. I think Tasha Cobbs kind of transitioned to the to the CCM world. Um, she tries to use a lot of that restraint instead of just giving us voice. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what her run is gonna be like because Carrie, you know, Carrie gonna get on there and scream. She's just like her mama. Kiki gonna get on there and scream. Angie gonna get on there and scream. Uh, Lisa. She gonna give you a good squall quartet, good stuff. I I, I don't know what I don't know what Tasha's gonna do though. So at, to your point, I, I could I can I can see that. Um, I'm looking forward to it though. October 14th. Absolutely, we can definitely look forward to that. Monitor on our calendars and make sure that we go up in Zion. Yes, listen to that song. So it's time again for this particular segment of the show. They don't last long. We get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> we know you love them because it's everyone's favorite joint. These are Josh Rogers athletic abbreviations. Mm-hmm. This week we are super excited because what is happening? All the sports genres are coming back. The NBA season is debuting soon. The NBA playoffs is starting this week. The NFL season is in full swing. The NHL. <laughs> NHL season is now underway And October is, a, is the best time of year for sports And we're all here for Brian Yes MLB in a jail out of the Rockland You have me out there with the white people in the snow <laughs> It was snowing It was snowing and raining It was raining We was going to races The DNI uh, leader was doing the Dern <laughs> I was racist. Tomahawk chop. I was. Um, any you have any, you know, I'ma say what all Cowboys fans say I'm a, I'm a de facto Cowboys fan. <laughs> going to the championship. Y'all, y'all, y'all doing, good, doing good so far. They're doing so good. I, I looked at the they like four and one or something. 
Yeah. Um, four one, and I think the game that they lost was the first game of the season where they lost when they had a uh, Dak. Um, so yeah, Cowboys are doing well. They had yeah. a quarterback controversy brewing. Yeah. So, um, and the Memphis Grizzlies lost last night. Me and Jaden watched the end of that um, mm-hmm. preseason game. You know, Jaden is a big Jaw fan. So after we got out of football practice, met a guy pulled him cleats off and sat in the middle of the floor. <laughs> And, and they almost they almost came back. I think what hurts mm. Memphis the most, and this is just my my honest assessment as a sports analyst, they don't have they don't have a true <laughs> shooter. <analyst. laughs> they don't because in the end, like they because they kept coming up into you know it was a it was a one possession game. They kept putting it back in one mm-hmm. positions. And mm-hmm. Desmond Bain, you know, he's not as he's not as consistent. You know, with mm-hmm. that three, but Orlando had this with this little white German boy who was flopping them jokers, and he and they and they didn't have an answer for that every time. Jock kept going in the perimeter. That's another word I know, and you know, and laying it up and doing his jaw thing, but nobody mm-hmm. to really, you know, throw a bunch of threes out there to really close the game. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that's gonna that, that has consistently been Memphis's issue. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that you know it is something that doesn't hurt them too too bad, and one day we can get a pure shooter who can assist them in that way. But you know I'm gonna be rooting for all things Memphis. I'm also Brian and talk about with all this other stuff. Also comes the NCAA. You know they coming mm-hmm. back too. And I oh yeah, prefer yeah, NCAA back. basketball over NBA mm-hmm. basketball. And, Interesting, really. Yeah, Penny Hardaway was almost in some trouble with the NCAA, but all mm-hmm. that stuff got clear. So Memphis, hallelujah, the mecca has got cleared. And oh, are you going to convocation speaking of sports? Because that's a sport. It is a sport. It <laughs> is a um so I'm on the fence, leaning toward it. I know what's gonna normally we go to convocation. I can't I can only handle so many days. Um, but somebody from my work, they I've been canceling this dude. Somebody request. from your work. Uh, so who going to so, convocation? No, no, no. But there was I got a, <laughs> I got a request uh-huh. to do an in person meeting slash training in North Carolina on the twelfth, mm. which okay. is right during convocation, which is the weekend we normally go. So mm. what I would end up having to do is I would have to go to convocation to get the first flight uh, out to Charlotte, do what I do in Charlotte, and then come back. Um, but Saturday is kind of like the day that everybody hangs out and does all the cool stuff and, you know, so it's going to, it's, it's going to depend on how I'm going to do it. Um, I'm leaning towards it. Uh, I'm probably, of course, I'll talk to the missus and see what she wants to do. Um, because essentially I'll be gone a whole day. She'd be in Memphis. I guess maybe her and Chris and Keanu and them can hang out. Are you going to convocation? No. Oh, okay. Contrary to popular belief. So... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> with all that being said, understood and accepted. I thought about it because I mean, my mama is excited. <laughs> she mm-hmm. took off. She is the woman of God is going to be there. Do you hear me? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's I haven't been since they left Memphis. Okay, so it'll be a good time to return back. I probably if it wasn't, I would say this: if Ashley was a housewife and like you know she didn't have to go to work and we could make sure the boys and stuff were good, you know, for a long period of time without me in the middle of a school week. I would probably at least go like a Thursday through Sunday type situation. Mm-hmm. Got it. Because I'm sure Asher isn't really interested in going. Although I probably would drag her uh, <laughs> uh, for a couple of them days anyway. But I probably would. I would definitely would never do a whole week of convocation again. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Because when I was deep in the river, I was there Monday to Sunday. That's Monday a lot to Sunday. Um, that's I mean, I lived in Memphis. So I was at least at all the night stuff. And then my mm. mama let us miss school Friday. And we would do all day Friday, the youth mm-hmm. stuff on Saturday. And of course, 
be at the pyramid at like 7 a.m. to get us a seat because we didn't do overflows. Right, that um, Sunday. Yeah, I'm yeah, not about to. Sleeping through that fake Sunday school. <laughs> Listen. So that we can actually be in the service and be awakened. You know, and you know what? Shouting in the FedEx Forum and the pyramid was different than shouting at church. I could never oh, yeah. get weird. I felt like I was gonna meet the going up yonder every single time I tried. <laughs> yeah, I, ne- I was. I never got a break breaking the pyramid. <laughs> I didn't really start going to convocation until I was. I moved to Atlanta, so I was a, an adult when I started going to convocation. Um, I remember so I never... was in my freshman year, sophomore year. You and um, you and Lauren brought me back. We, yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we. Um, so by that time I started going, it was out of the pyramid. It was now. It was in. It was in FedEx. Uh, I remember we at the hundred year. That was a good. That was a good convocation. Hundred year, um, but yeah, that um, yeah, I never made it to the pyramid, and I never praise breaked at at a convocation before. Me either. I, I feel like I got. I almost got there, like moving mm-hmm. my feet because the music would be good. Um, but yeah, but the convocation don't rock like it used to. Like when Dorinda was a vice president of music, mm-hmm. G. Patterson was the presiding bishop. Like, you know, mm. church was different them days, Brian. It was different. Yeah. It was a different sound of the church. Mm. We talk about some of this old stuff, you know, being irrelevant in one, two, three, ABC, but man of God, it was just, it was real different during that time. All right. Um, it was. With that being said, understood and accepted, um, let's head on down to the living room. So grab your drinks, yep. grab your snacks, grab everything. And we're going to have a, we could just, we're going to have a fourth quarter check-in real quick. Let's do it. Um, we ain't going to be in there long. We're going to have a fourth quarter check-in. We're going to talk to y'all and, um. Yeah, let's get some things rolling. Makes sense. Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for sticking around for the living room. And as Josh said earlier in the tease for the living room, he says the fourth quarter check in. And we are right literally in the fourth quarter of this year. Uh, we want to make sure we year in the year strong. Yes, it's been an interesting year so far. Um, this in essence is the first year post, if I don't know if I could say it, I'm loosely saying this post pandemic, uh, mm. we're not on lockdown. Yeah. I could say maybe pandemic, but we definitely, yeah. cause COVID is just a part of our lives at this point. Yeah. It's, it's a the girl that moved in. Yeah. So at this point, you know, we're not on heightened sensitivity as we were in years past in the last two years. Um, so holidays going to be different this year, a little more open, a little more relaxed, a little more free. Um, we are in the middle, um, at this point of election season, in the midst of election season. So, um, which is, I, in my opinion, one of the worst seasons in the history. I, I just hate election season. It's the yeah. worst. Yeah. Uh, and we we're also like right before the holidays. Um, so it's going to be a crazy, crazy time. It's my favorite time of the year. I know. And it's, it's the, the most, most wonderful time, time of the year. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say something that's going to shock you. Okay. I already started working on my Christmas playlist. I've, I've oh added some God. songs. I've, you know, added some songs. Okay. Kind of, you know, put some things in there. Went a little further back. Added some okay. some of the some of those the white songs, you know, that kind of, you know, add some balance. I like the... I like the Bing Crosby and all that kind of stuff. So nope, I hear them in Macy's. They won't be on my playlist. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I'm curating a Christmas playlist. And listen, for those that know me, I don't really do the things, but I'm trying to get since Brooklyn. Thank God for Brooklyn. She's kind of you know put me more in the holiday holiday spirit because it's the same thing that little girl did to the Grinch. And look at Brooklyn. <laughs> look at who. <laughs> the, the thing about uh, Brooklyn, I'm gonna say this: mm-hmm. she is. 
she she shares different personalities, right? In terms okay. of me and Lauren. <clears throat> but when it comes to like holidays, that girl loves a holiday. We went to I'm all right with that, bro. Home Goods. She walked in there and said, Oh my goodness. And she saw all the holiday Halloween decorations, Thanksgiving decorations, Christmas decorations. Like she loves holidays. So she is excited. She knows about Christmas. She knows, you know, all the things. So she's excited. She's talking about what she wants for Christmas already. So um, you know, so thank God for Wendy, aka Brooklyn, who's, you know, changing the Grinch. Um, so He's a mean one. That's a really good song by CeeLo. <laughs> it is a really good, good Christmas album. That's a great album. You could just press play and just let that it's thing really ride. I'm sure we talk about that later on this year. Oh, as for far sure. As, you know, our Christmas, we do it every year. Christmas. Sure. Yeah, I think the episodes get better and better. You know, as my heart grows. Um, <laughs> it just makes me melt inside. I'm man enough to say that because you know I I know from whence you came. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you was a you was a hard exterior little man <laughs> about 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 Christmas, but we thank God that the Listen, Lord's birth now means something to you. It always means something. <laughs> means something. You know, I just. But um, so speaking of, so we're in the fourth quarter of the year, uh, so we want to kind of do a quick mental health check in, and okay. I think it's something that we should do as friends, family members. So if you're listening to this podcast, listen to this episode now. Um, take this time, take an opportunity um, whenever you're listening to it to go talk to your friends and your family and kind of just do a quick mental check in, do your own mental check in, write some notes, stuff like that. But um, this has been an interesting year so far. Again, we're 2022. I said all that earlier. So, Josh, we're quickly um, like I said, we're not going to be here too long. Uh, what has this year so far been for you? So what are some of some highs, some of some lows, some of, what are some of the highs, some of the lows uh, from this year for you so far? Highs, um, definitely home ownership. Um, Bravo. Thank you. Another high 2022 was starting BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. Um, 10 years of marriage. Like, we we made it a decade. Like, that's nothing that's a to long be, time. <laughs> that's a long time to be one. Right. After the news we've been seeing recently. Listen, you know, and, um, and me and Ash have had our, our share of trials, ups and downs. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know that there have been any low. Oh, Biggest low is I lost my childhood pastor, mm. godfather of sorts. So, mm-hmm. um, super unexpected, definitely. Um, and it's like in some way still processing that. Like, rent, like I don't, I, I haven't busted out crying or anything, mm-hmm. but in some ways, like it will just be like something will remind me of our relationship mm-hmm. and it'll just be a little sadness and I'll, yeah. you know, come out of it. So, um, but it's, it's relatively fresh. It was like July. <clears throat> um, so that was definitely a low, low. For me, um, I think another low, you know, not to be deep, was that the fact that I don't have like a s- solid church home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I attend the church every week, right, right? Um, but I don't feel as connected to that space, mm-hmm. um, for a, a myriad of reasons. And we could talk about that in a whole nother episode. That is a whole nother episode. But right. for me, knowing me, like, like having my relationship with Christ, I've matured to the space of understanding that. I don't have to be in church all day, every day to mm-hmm. be able to connect and commune with my Savior. Right. Mm-hmm. However, I yeah. do enjoy community. Um, yeah. Parts of me enjoys actually serving in the church. Like, well, I don't have to be yeah. in leadership. I like to be involved in that way. And I think my life is really busy right now, so I probably would not be involved mm-hmm. um, in a serious way that I was in previous iterations of church membership. 
but I do really miss like being deeply connected to church. Like right now, I feel like I'm just a church goer. Right, um, right, right. And you know, I get my word, I get some good praise in, and we, you know, mm-hmm. we in and out. So that's that's actually a low for me because that's something that I desire. Um, yeah. and that's probably I, I would say those would be the 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 things. How about for you? Um, lowest. I'm lowest of low. Of course, my grandma. Yeah. That was a super low. And the weird thing is, so those of you know, of course, y'all should know at this point. I'm, I'm have joined the greatest fraternity in the world, Kappa Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, this year, Yo, but room. while I was on. While I was doing the initiation process, my grandmother passed away, like, during the middle of the process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I remember. So it was a weird thing because it was, like, something – I'm going through something that has been, a you know, uh, something I wanted to do, which was a high, right, um, because I ended up finishing the initiation process. And then – she had passed away before the process, but she didn't have the funeral after the process. So you have the great high, and then you have the low low. Um, so that was really tough. Um, and I feel like it's what's been interesting this year. Like I've had highs in the midst of the lows, or the lows came with the highs. Um, so for instance, we had a leak in our kitchen, um, had to tear our whole kitchen up, but we in, in the same mindset, we wanted a brand new kitchen. So we ended up getting the kitchen. Um, use insurance and all that kind of stuff, but it still came at a certain cost to us. So, you know, money took a hit. Um, my bonuses weren't hitting as much as I wanted to. So, um, not to act like you know in any way that we had a hard <laughs> financial year. Um, because that's relative. Let me say that I don't want to seem insensitive in any way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we had a harder financial than we probably would ever have. Not that we we're missing bills or. We, I, we still were able to do whatever we wanted to do. But um, for those that know me, I like financial security. I like looking at my bank account, seeing a nice number in there, um, all that kind of stuff. You know, the kitchen getting messed up and all that kind of stuff. And then looking at how, how much we had to pay out of pocket for certain things. Um, that was a kind of a little stressful period. Um, again, not being insensitive, we we're fine. But um you know, it was just a stressful moment um, because I just like, a, you know, a certain level of feeling like a certain level of safety uh, when I open up, you know, those accounts and make sure everything is there. Uh, so that was a, a low, um, but also a high because I really like our, our kitchen. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All three models and all the things. Mm-hmm. Um your office is all new and fresh and looking. Uh, your office is new. So also, you sitting it was on like, camera with a wife beater right now. I am. Got your nipples I out. Am. Right <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, so that <laughs> that was a. <laughs> so that was yeah. So I had some highs, I had some lows. Yeah, for sure. Um, but um, it's a good thing. We within that, I will say that there were some lessons within that. Um, there goes. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some hills to climb. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm gonna let somebody say it for me. I've had some hills to climb. Some sleepless nights. But when I look around and I think things are right, all of my good things are away now. What's your favorite church song, John? Uh, I, I did this song called I Won't Complain a Lot. All right. Yeah. All right. Sing it, Charlie. <laughs> I've had some good days. 
Come on, Smokey. <laughs> Smokey voice. I've had some weary days. I've had some weary nights. But when I look around and think things over. All of my good days, they outweigh my bad days, so I won't complain. Yeah, that's the Chris the T mm. ain't gonna let him sing that no more. <laughs> Not more. Chrissy ruined that man's career. Ruined his career. But yes, Brian, that has been some good days and some bad days. But um, I feel like we've triumphed in the midst mm-hmm. of it all. Yeah, in the midst of it all. So what? It, as far as this year so far, any lessons that you feel like you learned um, that you had to kind of deal with um, regarding those highs and those lows? Yeah. Um, as you would know, in the home buying process, I think you learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was our first home and we did it a new build. So there were mm-hmm. lots of lessons learned there um, just in terms of navigating the process. And we had a significant amount of money saved. So um, that part wasn't... Um, that wasn't something that we had to navigate um, in a way that broke us, but it was like, wow, we're coming out of a lot of money. And then there's a lot of money that popped up that we had to spend. Mm-hmm. And so while we had a significant savings already, we were putting stuff into another savings. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like overflowing miscellaneous and thinking about, oh, shoot, movers. Because I think I told you on this podcast, we went $300 yeah. over mm-hmm. the movers, like, you know, original quote. Um, and then thinking about the house, you know, in terms of like, we're not trying to go crazy and decorate the whole house, but there's like right. some things that we want to have in place and in order, you know, mm-hmm. just to make the home, you know, feel, feel like a home, you know, you don't right. want to be just living in an empty, an empty house, um, right, right. and things like that. So, um, so, so navigating and negotiating that, I think are lessons that we've, we've learned and, um, what to buy now, what to save for later. Um, all these different types of things, and even even though we moved only, I think most of the lesson was around the home. Even though we moved only ten minutes further, mm-hmm. it has drastically changed how we have to prepare for our days. Because mm-hmm. as you know, many other adults know, ten minutes um, in terms of traffic, like mm-hmm. it's, it's big, right? Because you can leave your house literally one minute later than you intend to, and be right. stuck somewhere. Because yep. I mean, a school bus could come, and literally, yep. we mm-hmm. live on a res- a long residential street that gets us out, and if you get stuck behind every stop. You're literally now 15 minutes behind just mm. because you left one minute later. You got behind that bus instead of in front of that bus. Right. right. Um, so it's things like that. Um, Josh is in middle school. So navigating life with a preteen um, is real. Uh, mm. I don't know that that's a low per se, but it's just an interesting new kind of thing in our home. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of the uh, oh, nothing about the low. Like, so while I'm not in Memphis anymore, I think when Pastor Rogers first passed away, I mm. felt this incredible pressure to kind of like wanted to be back and help and mm-hmm. uh, all these different types of things. Um, and I knew that in one case that was unrealistic for me, but in another space, I'm like, well, I could, you know, like I said, I don't feel connected to this church. So I could you know, go on some weekends and just, you know, be there and support. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't think that was realistic <laughs> either, um, but it definitely mm-hmm. crossed my mind. Um, so I was right. negotiating what that meant for me, um, mm-hmm. being a son of the house and a son of that ministry. Um, how did I navigate that and all my feelings wrapped around, you know, supporting or not supporting in in some ways. Um, in terms of wins, some of the lessons learned is time management. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we joke about me having three jobs, but BuzzFeed gives me the, the most flexibility 
But when I still have to, so even though I'm setting my own dates, I still have to write it. And when right. I set my own due dates, sometimes I'm unaware of some of the fires or some of just the regular thing that's going to pop up on my calendar um, for my, my other jobs, right? My main job right. in Blavity, who, you know, is pretty demanding. So it it, 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 it has me writing sometimes while, like, while I'm at Josh's, Jaden's football mm-hmm. practice. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm typically finding time where I'm typically, when I'm, when I could be doing nothing, I'm mm-hmm. filling that space with work. Um, right. and I think I got to get back. I was just talking about this in therapy last week. I got to get back to the place where it seemed OD. Brian, I think you called it your self-care a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Where every Sunday I used to uh, sync all my calendars, mm-hmm. put everything in one calendar, uh, make sure I'm, you know, cross. I mean, literally scheduling when I'm gonna work out, yeah. like all that, like to the T. Yeah. So when people ask me when you got capacity, I'll be like, nope, I got 30 minutes right here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I haven't been doing that lately, and it's been causing me to be a little bit all over the place in terms mm-hmm. of schedules and work responsibilities and stuff like that. And I haven't right. missed any deadlines, but it has caused mm-hmm. me to be real close. Right. Um, to stuff. So anyway, so those are some of the lessons learned. So just getting back on my time management and understanding the beauty of it. And um, yeah, and all the other stuff that I said before. How about you? Lessons and not lessons. Uh, it's lesson I think it's kind of been my going thing. I think I said this at the beginning of the year too, is the idea of just really focusing on me and make sure that I'm important uh, in standing up for myself. And, and then that, that, you know, you know, my happiness is important. It's not just the happiness of others that means things, right? Or or sacrificing my happiness and my well being, yeah. uh, so others can be happy. You know, unless it's again Brooklyn. But other than that, mm-hmm. like you know, I I the sacrificing of my happiness or inconveniencing myself to convenience others, um, that has been one of the bigger lessons. Um, you know, the importance of time is getting a little more. Um, uh, let me see how I can say this. The importance of time and the value of time uh, has increased uh, in my mind as far as what I used to think. Well, you have time to do things, you know, well, time is, at this point is, is has changed. So, of course, the high is, is joining a fraternity. But then within that, you know that that fraternity sucks a certain level of time from your and they act calendar. Like they don't teach you the opposite of that. What do you say? And they act like they don't teach you the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they teach us that you know that a time management where, where things go on in order, but it's you know there are there are requests that are made as far as for time and you know and that is not an easy decision, right? Because sometimes they can be like, well, you, why aren't you showing up to this? And be like, I really don't have the time to do that. Um, so that's important. Uh, I am learning to just you know. The time has really been the biggest thing. Yeah. Oh, my no has been big too. Saying no, like just across the board, um, and understanding that even I know though will bless you, won't it? It will. And telling people that I'm booked, and sometimes that booked is not actually me doing anything. That booked is just me. I don't want to do anything. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's been a big thing, especially even when I work right now. At one point for work, I was just accepting request after request after request but now i'm kind of like eh, i'm going to pick and choose what i'm going to accept what i'm not going to accept what, my, what time i want to do do i have capacity to do it um because that that for the whole year i've been draining um and i've found more success with limiting and i'm um, being more respectful of my personal time even though other people haven't been respectful of it. so that, that those are the biggest lessons um time um importance of me uh and all that kind of stuff um, so that's, I think that's a big deal. I think it's gonna be a big deal, uh, in that in general. So 
I will say that. So we talked about kind of what has been so far. Talk about the past. Um, how are you feeling um, at this at this right at this moment right now? What's in your heart at this moment? Um, in my heart, I think so. I restarted therapy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think I told y'all that I graduated. Uh, so All now right. it's like coaching after therapy. So I don't mm-hmm. want us to have a life coach because that's weird to say. Mm-hmm. But it's essentially what it is now. It's not like traditional therapy. Um, mm-hmm. But it is. But it's still with the same person. Um, okay. So there is. So it is still therapeutic and you know clinical therapy in that way. Um, so my heart right now is to get back realigned. Mm-hmm. Um, in those two and a half years that I was doing therapy pretty much weekly, um, mm-hmm. I was so much more centered because I was able to mm-hmm. really talk through. Right. Those things and get really clear, um, again, clinical perspective. In addition mm-hmm. to, um, you know, my spiritual guidance and things like that, um, I, I recently, uh, I don't want to say reconnect and had a conversation with a, a person had, who I hadn't spoke to in a while. And they mm-hmm. told me they were going through some deep things, deep personal things. They was like, yeah, I know mm-hmm. therapy is the buzzword, but I just need prayer. I said, well, therapy isn't just a buzzword. Um, right. Therapy is a real thing. I said, I believe God intentionally gave us therapists to help us navigate what we've been praying for so right you know god can give us quote unquote the deliverance and the you know the feeling of freedom but if we mm-hmm. don't do the intentional work to live out that freedom then we'll find mm-hmm. ourselves back in some of yeah. these spaces and that don't necessarily mean that um you need a therapist to do that but that does mean that there's work that has to be done and what better mm-hmm. way to do that with somebody who's trained and skilled and has capacity um and know how to be able to do that so for me what i'm feeling like i don't i Part of me, Brian, if I'm honest, feels like all over the place, uh-huh. uh, and not necessarily in a bad way. I just got yeah. some some days. I feel like I got so much going on that uh-huh. I can't catch my bearings. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, trying to find ways to make sure that I'm you know staying connected with myself, my purpose, um, while mm-hmm. also being open to what God um, is doing and the doors that He's opening. Because there's been some things that's been coming my way that are great opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, things that I know me and you've talked about that we want to do in the podcast. So making yeah, sure that I have space and capacity to fulfill um, and to do these things. What about you? Um, my thing really has been, and not to steal something from you, but pockets of joy. <clears throat> oh yeah, that's and good. I I want pockets of, but I I really just want joy. Like right, and the idea of like what will cause and bring me joy. Um, trying to figure out what you know if I were to wake up every day and say this cause this brings me joy. I want to do that, right? So, um, career is fine, right? Um, but I'm like, does this bring me joy, right? Um, am I in control of my day, right? Yeah. We talked about some things <clears throat> prior to getting on the podcast and stuff like that. You know, kind of tickles my it brings me my joy. my yeah. it brings me joy, right? Um, doing the podcast, right, brings me joy. Um, so if I can monetize those things that bring me joy um, and then be able to balance family and still be able to travel and maintain a certain level of income, um, but not have to deal with the stress of, you know, answering to someone and all that kind of stuff, like I think would be be great. Or the uncertainty of, you know, dealing with somebody else's attitude and mood, you know, entrepreneurial trip is, is a thing you're going to have to deal with people at some point, but mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. it'll be different because it's yours. You have, it's yours. You, you know, so much more you, control over it. Yeah. And I really want, I think although my current career allows me a great level of autonomy, like I create my own schedules. 
Um, but even within that, I still have certain obligations, certain things I got to get completed. So I don't really have the unlimited amount of of freedom as I would like. Um, so that's my thing. Trying to find out, find out what joy. I'm kind of pinpointing what I like, what I enjoy, what I'm passionate about. It's just now, what can I do? How can I use those things um, and make that what I get a chance to do for a living? Um, the things that I'm passionate about, they bring me joy as well. Yeah. Um, so that's where I, where I am right now. Yeah. Um, I love that. Not, not the, ha- I'm not, I don't wake up happy every day with something I really want. I want to wake up and be like, you know what? I'm excited I about today. Yeah. I really, that's, that's really, I, I, what I've realized the older I get, the more things is like, man, like the importance of joy and happiness is that's, it's a real thing. And like, Bruh. like in peace, you know, joy, happiness, peace. That's what I want in life. Um, and the question is, how can you get that? How can you sustain that? Um, or and not necessarily, you can't. You know, how can I maximize? Yeah, the joy that I have, or the pockets of joy, um, let that pocket be bigger. You know, let that pocket be bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and bigger to where like a back pocket. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm just living in this pocket of joy. Like I'm just living in that like space a pocket on your grandma's moo like the house coat. That's <laughs> right, that pocket. thing. That's a big old pocket, right? <laughs> I want, I want that. I want yeah. a lifestyle. I want a lifestyle of joy. Um, that's so good. Right, a lifestyle of joy. That's that's a lifestyle. Of joy. That's my goal is a lifestyle of joy. And and it's, and, I, and, I, and the thing is, I I know it's doable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We get around certain people, um, we do certain things, and even when we have, I wish we recorded the pre-show, um, because even when we were talking about things in our pre-shows, those things bring me joy. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Yes. Those things invigorate me. Those things. Um, kind of take me out of the monotony of just, you know, my career and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But mm-hmm. those other things is like, oh, that would be great. Because I think and another thing is those things that we kind of discuss deal with like bringing people together and creating yeah. vibes yeah. and yeah. having a good time and doing great black things and being with black folks and, and building up our communities and our spaces and um, giving people, you know, opportunities to come out of those other spaces, to come to these spaces and stuff like that. So, I, you know, shout out to Issa D. I, you know, I definitely feel her, um, that, that moment of transition where she was like, I want to do something that makes me happy. And I'm just trying to find that. And, and what, how can I make that like a daily, a, a lifestyle mm-hmm. thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to add to that as far as? Um, no, I, I did all the things about joy. Um, I was really about to go into that Kirk song happy, but I think, um, <laughs> because it really speaks to the sentiment. Like it starts, I just want to be happy. Um, if I keep on letting the things that keep on bringing me pain, how can I be happy? Right. And not so mm-hmm. much that we're going through things that are painful. Oh my God. You can follow the guy, comedian Lou Mm-mm. or watch his videos. So he does like, what's the dude, like the wise man, Jesse, I guess the Carolina, he'd be talking about God and stuff and Carolina quarterback. Is that him? Uh, Tim Tebow. No, not oh, Tim Tebow play for Carolina. No, you don't. Oh, okay. They're about Carolina. Uh, Cam Newton? No, currently. <laughs> currently, Blake. Now, what's the white boy's name? No, he's a this a black man, so it's not it's not white. A uh, black. I might, I, might be t- I might be talking about the wrong team. I might be talking about the wrong team. Oh, team Russell Wilson? No, not Russell. This dude's name is. Anyway, I I, I we'll, we'll get to that later. I don't want to lose the point. But he was <laughs> <Okay>. mocking. <laughs> he was mocking him and how he be talking. He was like, "Yeah, I, it, it, it was just full of pain, full of pain. It was it was painful." Right. And um, mm-hmm. I say that to say that, like, I don't know that what we're going through is painful, like full of pain. But mm-hmm. 
to that lyric of the song if we keep allowing the things that have us in this space that mm-hmm. um, restricts joy, right? Then how can we actually live out what we're saying that we want to do? Um, and mm-hmm. that's what that opening verse says to me. Like if we keep on letting these things that are the antithesis to our joy, then it seems like we're the own antagonist to, in our own hero superhero story. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I want to live in a place where I am my own protagonist. I want to mm. advocate for me daily. And mm. whether that means that, um, like earlier today, Jaden is on fall break. He's here with me. And I said, Jaden, you can um, play PlayStation. Daddy's going upstairs and working from the bed. If you need me, you know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Right. And I didn't like, I wasn't not working. I was just, I didn't feel like sitting at my desk and being right. under the lights. And like, because mm-hmm. even for working from home, like you probably know this too, there are still oh, slumps. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's not that I needed people today. I just, I just needed to be in a much more relaxed atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And since I have my son here, I can completely tune out, but I let right. him know you have access to me, whatever you need. And thank God you, and you'll appreciate this too. They get to a certain age. They can fix their own bowls of cereal, their own mm-hmm. snacks, their, their own juice. They can do all those things. Um, and, and, but that was me choosing me even while still bearing the responsibility of being a father. Um, mm-hmm. So even if it's small things like that, it's always consistently choosing and acknowledging that joy is an option. Ooh, yes. right. Always acknowledging that joy is an option and continually mm-hmm. to choose that. Um, so yeah, that's all I add to that. Yeah, um, that's 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 great. That's really great. Um, and within that, so now we talk about past, talk about present, future, election season, holiday season. Preparing for the new year. Holiday season. Um, Remember, Nicky McTrip. Those are things we kind of <laughs> got to prepare our minds for. Um, not, not, not. I think I think we're probably in a great place for holiday season, and we we'll probably talk about to the to the masses. I'm in a great place for that. Thanksgiving yeah, I mean, is weird, but is that Thanksgiving? Well, only because we've decided to stay in Atlanta and settle and be more settled in our home. Mm-hmm. So we're not traveling, and I can't. I, I really kind of want to go home, but. Mm-hmm. I also understand adulting, right? And this is something mm-hmm. that I need to do and focus on this right. year. So, but any other than that, like super ready and excited about the holiday. Yeah, I think the only one out of those three is the election season. I just can't wait for that to be over. Oh, sure. um, Especially then, here in Georgia. Especially yeah, here. and then deal with the fallout of that because it's a it's a big race this year um, for both major elections. Is huge. Yeah, so um, that's a major thing, um, and. Yeah, I take I take you know I'm in I'm involved in our political process. We, we you know, we, we I have issues. It kind of brings me. I'm not saying anxiety, but I know some people are like. Well, it don't really affect you. No, these elections from top to bottom. These two in particular in Georgia, dude. This governor and Senate seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that affects us Directly. specifically. Yeah, yeah. So those things kind of bring me. Anxiety, and then also it kind of brings to a feeling of like those elections nowadays kind of speak to the culture of the community we live in. Yeah, um, and within that kind of brings of like you know the anxiety of like I have a child. What kind of future will my child have? What schools will she end up going to because yeah. of how policies are are set up? You know, based off of who's in office. That's why it's really important for go out there and vote, folks. Be involved in the political process because yeah. these things will affect your daily life. Contrary to popular belief, that that's, sounds like that's been the running phrase for today. Contrary to popular belief, these these votes do matter, um, and they could come down to a small amount of votes. So go out there and vote. Um, so election is going to be the hardest thing for me because usually kind of deal with it. All the commercials, I kind of turn off all that stuff. 
Um, but then after the fact, you kind of got to deal with and, and, and understand what kind of society you live in, what people want, uh, what kind of community you live in. And then after that, it's fine because we're going to go into Thanksgiving and hopefully my family will be coming to, to Georgia this year, which is a okay. big deal because them niggas never come. Um, and that's a whole nother conversation we can unpack um, what that means and how they get here, uh, what that means to me. Um, I, you know, that's another conversation offline, probably. Uh, and then Christmas is Christmas. At that point, half of the year, I'm shutting down. And Christmas is Christmas. Christmas is Christmas. You know, you know that's, that's going to be a thing. Um, so that's so how are you preparing? Are you asking, how are you preparing for the rest of the year? Are you good? Are you are you fine with that? Um, yeah. So, like I said, I think I expressed my emotions around Thanksgiving and like how I feel mm-hmm. about that. It's just honest. Um, mainly because like I know you said you're, you just told me that you're staying here. Your family's coming. Johnny's family's coming. So it's like not that I couldn't intrude, mm-hmm. but like people are planning these big things. Their family's coming. Right. And mm-hmm. I, and what I've learned is that Thanksgiving is really for those of us who like have started families and stuff. Um, then there's a lot of people who still travel, but a lot of us are choosing to travel more for Thanksgiving because we're OK being mobile. What we found in our home is that we kind of want to be in our home for Christmas. Mm. So we're always here now because our children are small. We're establishing those traditions. Um, and that's just what we chose to do. So kind of taking that element of travel out of Thanksgiving has kind of put a wrench in, I guess, this new tradition that we've built. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. my mom is coming. My my parents are coming for, and my grandmother's coming for Christmas. And my mom is actually staying for a whole week. So um, it's going to be dope to have them around. I want to plan, and this is something we can talk, a big thing with my side of the family, um, mm-hmm. or with our family, rather, um, where we all come together on a Christmas. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm fine with all of the election season. Mm-hmm. I think you pretty much... Saying my sentiments, election season is going to be interesting. Um, I need to find out my new polling location because I've definitely moved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm definitely going to vote because I mean, you literally got the uh, <laughs> you got evil and good in both major mm-hmm. elections, and mm-hmm. not to say that either one like Raphael Warnock or Stacey Abrams are perfect, but they are such bad. I mean, so I mean, glaringly better options than their opponents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I think the Herschel Walker one is the worst. Like we've done a term. Of Brian Kemp, that's what it is. Yep. Um, we've done a term of him, and while he hasn't been great, he hasn't done anything so damaging in Georgia mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. has like greatly affected our livelihood. But I feel right. like Herschel Walker is going to vote oh, for yeah. things in the Senate that is just mm-hmm. going to legit throw mm-hmm. any type of progress back because he's going to have now a vote that can mm-hmm. help you know deny all. Like Joe Biden ain't did much. But the mm-hmm. things that he has been doing, like this whole marijuana thing that he's trying to mm-hmm. push all the way through, that's going to be dying. With a Herschel Walker, yeah. you know, yeah, in place. So like, you know who Herschel, we know how he's going to vote. Yeah, we know exactly yeah, how he's going to vote. Yeah, he's, he's going to vote. He's the perfect candidate in terms of, um, if you know as far as like a puppet, like you know exactly how he's going to vote. Like yes. you can count on his vote. You can count on him. Um, but yeah, absolutely. So, um, what was I about to say? So yeah, so I'm feeling great about everything. You know, I love Christmas. Um, I'm interested to see what this Christmas is like in my own home. I'm doing two trees this year. Uh, super excited about that. You know, we got to talk about, we got to talk about the men who do the Christmas trees. I feel like that's a conversation. We don't get enough credit because mm-hmm. uh, I do our Christmas tree in this house. <laughs> I do all the shopping. <laughs> I pick out the colors. I, I, I am that man. Because um, I think I'm just into Christmas more than Asher. Asher would do mm-hmm. like the place settings and make sure all the other stuff, but that tree, 
So that's my treatment. Mm-hmm. And when she tried to do it, I'd be like, no. I said, you might as well not because I'm just going to take it down and redo it because it ain't mm-hmm. done right. <laughs> I'm very mm-hmm. particular about my Christmas tree. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. Um, I have sprinkled. I ain't going to hold you. I sprinkled one mm-hmm. or two Christmas songs in my in my playlist already. I've mm-hmm. already. I okay, get ready. Like, mm-hmm. I, I ain't went crazy, but if like mm-hmm. something like when I, I've been in home goods, I told you we've been doing a little stuff for the house. I went in home right. goods and stuff, and I'm like, ooh, and a song is gonna hit my spirit. So when I get to the car, <laughs> I need to get it out real quick. And right. you know, it's just little stuff like that. So I'm excited about the end of the year. Um, I think this last quarter is going to, for me, is gonna be in, you know, really important. Like I said, that I buckle down, that I focus on like um realigning my life so I can go into 2023, you know, ridiculously organized and planned and um, I mean, it's still living, you know, having spontaneity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and expecting for things to just happen because that's life. It's funny because I've had had the conversation I told you I had. I had a conversation with a few other people who everybody was saying like, "Yeah, I mean, I'm good. Life just been life." And I'm like, "Man, that is that is an adulting sentiment. Life right. be lifing." It does. Um, but the thing about it, though, not to downplay any of the lifing that happens, mm-hmm. like we gotta choose to. We gotta like whatever season we find ourselves in, we gotta choose mm-hmm. to live through it. Right. Um, because that's the only way that we're going to get to the other side of it. Like wallowing right. in it and continuing to like be the, you know, sad and depressed. Like I'm, I'm all for emoting. But once we get past that emoting, what are we going to do to do the work? Right. Mm-hmm. That allows us uh, to be on the other side of life, life. Like how do how do we how do we kick life's ass? Is the question mm-hmm. that we need to be asking instead of it always kicking ours. Um, right. So I think that's the flipping perspective. So, I mean, I'm feeling good in that capacity. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I want to just continue on that trend as we close out 2022. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm the same thing. I think uh, I just I, I think this last quarter, I definitely want to just already kind of get ready for the next year. Uh, kind of get our stuff together mm-hmm. as far as our partnership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in essence, we're our business partners. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're our friends. Um, get family, get relationship, all those things mm-hmm. in, you know in line. Um, because I think this year we kind of said that we're gonna be booked and busy. Um, but I feel like I want to I want to be booked and busy, but happy. Right. So what does that what does that entail? Uh, I'm gonna be booked and busy doing things that make me happy. And I feel like just putting some things in place, some things in order. I did my finally did my calendar that I've been talking about doing. So I feel a little more at ease and a little more uh, in a good place. Um, but I think that's going to be a great, a great space. Um, before we wrap it up, last thing uh, real quick. Uh, what are some tips to protect your mental for the rest of the year uh, that would get us over to the ball dropping and getting drunk? Uh, what are some things that you're going to uh, some tips you can probably provide the, our puzzle pieces um, that you're going to use uh, to kind of. Can I be a dad real quick? Jaden, get your Negro hands out of that salad like that and get you a fork. Don't pull out of there like that. <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, I'm going to protect my peace by continuing to say no um, mm-hmm. to certain things. Um, I am going to, I think I'm going to. I don't. I don't know that I want to say I'm a chill the rest of the year or something like that because that's that's not realistic for me. What I am going to do is definitely um, have probably more of some like at home type of weekends um, because again we're in this house and I want to enjoy my home mm-hmm. and I think there's a beauty in that. Right? Not that I'm not like if somebody invite me somewhere and it is so compelling that I want to mm-hmm. go, then I probably will go. Right. Um, right. But if it's just like oh, Josh is gonna get drinks mm-hmm. at the regular spot. 
Maybe not. But there's a few <laughs> people who I owe. I ain't gonna say I owe. I don't owe nobody nothing. There's a few people who, because we have been saving and kind of laying low, um, that I I do quote unquote owe. You know, I hang out. So mm-hmm. what I might do is curate a situation where we all together, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can <laughs> knock it out. Um, yeah. But beyond that, bro, like, um, I think those are one of the best trips to make. I mean, tips to make sure. Um, that your mental is is great. Um, and when I say by saying no, I mean like just really acknowledging your capacity for what mm-hmm. you have, what you don't have. And if you can do that, you very likely will have a lot of time and space and energy um, mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, do the things that you love and find those big mama pockets of joy because they exist. You just gotta, yeah. you know, find a way to, you know, cut that cloth a little bit bigger, get in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I think my tip would probably be uh, figuring out right now what 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 matters, what doesn't. Yeah. Um, and the and the level in which they matter. Right? Is it is it important? Is it not important? Is it semi important? And then just prioritizing those things. Um, so like right now, like I'm trying to finish my calendar for the rest of the year. Um, I kind of prioritize what I want to do, uh, who I want to spend my time with, who's going to get my time, my energy. Um, minimize certain. Spaces and time for folks who I don't feel like have um, warranted my time and injury. I have given it to them as Bible talk about casting pearls before swine, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, so really considering that um, and families will be number one. Family and friends are family. Let me say that. Uh, so really being intentional at this point of really staying connected to my family and friends um, because I feel like there's coming out to be deeper and like that. Like this next season. Uh, we're really going to have to rely on community um, and be intentional with our community and boosting our community mm-hmm. and being supportive mm-hmm. within our community. And the older we get, I feel like our community is going to be more important um, now that we all have kids and we're going to certain directions and we want to see each other live out our best best lives. Um, I think all those are really going to be important. So um, creating my, my information as far as intentionality with uh, where I'm going, how I'm doing it. What I'm doing, it what matters most, what doesn't matter. Um, the things that don't matter, don't allow them to stress me out, give me any kind of anxiety or like that. Because in, in the end, they don't matter. And some cases, in some cases, some people really don't matter. Uh, so really, being mindful of that as well. And that's pretty much that's my Listen, thing. Nothing even matters at all. Ain't that what Lauren and Angela said? It is. That's a word. Nothing else matters. Okay. At all. That sounds good. That was refreshing. It was. Got that off my chest. To check in and to get that out, you know, kind of the top of the fourth quarter here. Um, and as Brian said at the beginning of this episode, we encourage you to sit down with your friend group, sit down with your family, your partners, mm-hmm. um, um, your your family, your friends, all those good people, and check in. Just ask them. We I, we do it pretty regularly in our group chat. Like, hey, what's going on? Just checking in with you. Um, but be intentional about it. Have that conversation. Don't be a scared. Be a scared. Don't be afraid or scared to go deep into those conversations. Um, and have those check-ins and figure out how people are doing mm-hmm. and you know what the, what they have going on and what's next with them. Um, so I think this fulfills black men's self-care. Mm-hmm. I, would think I think so. so. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. We've kind of kind of dealt with that. That's this we this conversation is is self-care. Yeah, for sure. And do we have a letter this week? Um we don't. Okay. Well, niggas ain't okay. I don't care about this. Well, if y'all didn't have nothing to say, then we ain't got nothing to tell you. So um I think we can go into a greater conversation. Yeah, okay. I think we do that. Let's do it. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, we're here at a greater conversation where we get some things off of our chest. I say it all the time. I say it every week. Tomorrow's not promised. So cuss the folks out today. today. 
So for those that aren't aware of this, that time and place in the episode where we get some things off our chests this week, Josh, what do you have to get off of your chest? I know that you don't like him a lot, and I know no, we try not I, to talk about him, mm-hmm. but Kanye West, like, there's, there comes a point mm-hmm. where, like, I'm not a big fan of, like, what cancel culture has become, but there comes a point, realistically, where the only way that we are able to stop certain things is by hitting people in their pockets and really shutting them down by, you know, very forcefully, um, Reneging our support in every way. Mm-hmm. Now I know niggas gonna keep nigging, and they gonna make all kind of excuses for him, his antics. Um, all of his shoes are ugly anyway, except the original Yeezys. Mm-hmm. Um, and his music ain't been the same since like his first three or four albums. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't have a real reason to continue to support Kanye West. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not intentionally listening to his stuff. <clears throat> I'm also not erasing it off my playlist or whatever anything right. like that but at the same time like i am not engaging in kanye that way and it's because kanye mm-hmm. is very problematic he is yep. literally um and i'm gonna say it this way um like the black trump in the sense mm-hmm. that he is ridiculously divisive his language is mm-hmm. violent it is um it is it is really dangerous um mm-hmm. to our community because what people on the other side particularly white you know really 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 far you know that that what what is they call that that far right wing you know the radical the, right the, the radical right right um they're going to use Kanye West to say see there's a black person influential black right who mm-hmm. thinks this way who believes this way and all these different types of things and he's okay with doing that and yep. so like teaming up with Candace Owens and doing the white lives matter shirt and like all these things are not the bold expressions that we would like he would like for us to believe that it is because on one end you're talking about your black kids and how they need to be supported then on the other end you have this really white wife who has done mm-hmm. you know ridiculously damaging exploitation of the black community and then on another end you want us to have patience for you for you know for the grief that you've been in but on the opposite end you know, you you literally continue to do things outside of said grief that doesn't mm-hmm. give us the uh, the ability to give you that level of grace. And I know people who have lost their moms and dads, and everybody deals with grace, gr- grief differently, mm-hmm. but they are not out there talking about slavery was a choice because their mama died. You right, know, right, so right. at one point, are, are, are we not allowing him to leverage his mental health issues for some right. of the things that are just really damaging and dogmatic in what he says and, you know, what he does? And right. that's where I want us to get to. I want us to get to mm-hmm. the place to where um, not only do we hold him accountable, but we definitely we definitely begin to mute him in ways where he can feel it. Because just mm-hmm. like with a bully, like I know they say if you ignore them, like it ain't that simple just ignore a bully because a bully still will fight you. But at right. some point, if, when you stop giving them energy for real, for real, for real, it takes away part of their power. And right. when we stop giving, so I love that. Um, what was that? Sh- what was that? Some network decided not to air their interview. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like they oh, spent, yeah. they spent the money. With, yeah, they spent the money recording yeah. it, all these different types of things, and it's not going to air. They took the ale because they realized how divisive that it was. And these mm-hmm. are the kind of things that we keep doing. Like, have you noticed that? Social media has been a lot, a little bit more peaceful with Donald Trump off of it. Um, mm-hmm. Like he's still saying it, but it's not in our faces. It's not yeah, all these different types. Right? It's not stressful. Like we don't have to continue to be like, oh, because whether you follow him or not, it's gonna pop up on the shade room. It's gonna pop up on other news channels. Mm-hmm. It's gonna pop up on all these other places. So like, quit. Get, if we refuse to give him a platform and we refuse right. to, you know, give credence and credit to what mm-hmm. he's saying and doing, then like it's not going to solve him, but it does give us a level of peace where we can live regardless of him. 
um, mm-hmm. and his existence and his antics. And it's so sad to see the musical genius that was Kanye West mm-hmm. um, turn into what he is today. Like I, I, I do understand that people with a certain level of genius have struggles, mm-hmm. right? We saw with right. like you know Michael Jackson and Prince mm-hmm. and some of these other people who had these Whitney Houston, these great musical and creative mm-hmm. gifts and these genius sized gifts. And it comes with you know with its own set of you know demons, so to speak. Um, right. But none of them manifested themselves in a ways that is so again divisive and dangerous um, as Mr. West has done. So this is less of a read for him mm-hmm. and more of a calling out to us. To do yeah. our parts to make sure that mm-hmm. we do not continue to embolden and empower him in his right. antics. Right. That's I think that, yeah. So, so I guess I would read the folks, or not read the folks, but encourage our minds, folks, to, to your point, to piggyback on you. Don't feed the beast, right? I would yeah. don't share this stuff, you know, none of this stuff. I, I wouldn't, once you shut that down, I think it's an issue. And then also, I think something about a point about Kanye, I think he's a musical genius, a creative genius, but he's not a genius in terms of intellect and knowing information. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and I think he thinks that he's a genius in terms of, you know, my thoughts and my ideas in terms of how life and everything work are genius. No, they're, they are, um, you know, dangerous. Um, they are hurtful. They are harming all the kind of things. And I think a lot of times he, he does not know information. Right. He doesn't he's ignorant to a lot of things, but he feels that just because he is a fashion, fashionable, fashion icon, fashion. And I, I don't even know about you as far as in his as far as his fashions, if it's that great or he just has like a built of this community that kind of just hypes up his stuff. Music. I'm, I, there's nothing I can say about that because I, I you know he can do those things. Um, but I think he doesn't understand that just because you say something. Um, and you think that it's, it's, it's intelligent, don't mean it really is, especially if you have on many occasions said you don't read books. Um, your research is suspect and you rely on folks like Candace Owens for your research and for your information mm-hmm. and white evangelical pastors for your stance on a lot of things and all that kind of stuff. And then I'm also going to you know hold to the carpet some of the folks like the Dave Chappelle's, the Dame Dashes, um, even the Diddy's, right, who in a lot of times enable the behavior and, and never really um uh you know with, with for fear of um you know not having or in or let me ask I can say this a lot of the, the Diddy's, the Dave Chappelle, the Dame Dash, all those kind of folks are kind of complicit, just like a lot of those Republican um politicians who didn't speak up boldly against Donald Trump because they knew that they would affect their fan base. Mm-hmm. Kanye has a, an amazing fan base, so some of y'all are afraid. Um, to really speak out, or some of y'all believe what they believe, so uh, uh, it's a it's it's a kind of a a, a double edged sword. So I'm kind of looking at some of those folks side eye, definitely like Dave Chappelle, and be like, bro, like this is supposed to be your man, supposed to be your, one of your best friends. Um, some of the um, some of the quote unquote celebrity black elite, um, oftentimes are, in my opinion, have been completely silent on a lot of the things that he has said. Um, so I kind of some of that kind of you know makes me feel a type of way but i don't know where i'm going with that but um yeah to your point earlier just just shut the beast down um i probably won't he's back in the attic did we take him out of the attic or is he in the attic we or something? took him out of it all right well yeah he's still in the attic um and um f him and you know he's whack for that and amen and if that's been said, understood, and accepted. This concludes another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. I want to mm-hmm. thank you all so much for all of your support. 
all of your love and all the things that you do to help us be who we are. As Brian always says, we are great um, without you, but we're even better with you. So thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you so much. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Um, and yeah, I don't think we can say that enough. Brian? Um, we appreciate you for everything you do. Uh, follow us on all the places, podcasts, uh, the Jigsaw Podcast. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. Website, all the kind of stuff. If you can think about any episodes you want to, y'all did a great job of sending us some of your thoughts and yeah. ideas for shows. Uh, and we actually used one last week, so please feel free to send us something, DS some information if you want to. If there's a person you would love to have us have on the podcast, let us know. Um, and five stars are nothing at all. Don't you know? Give us anything less than five stars. Let us know how great we're doing. We're on every platform. Share, subscribe, like all those great things. And before we head out, Josh, please let the people know what they need to do. Um, all you can do is what you can while you can in the very best ways that you can. But whatever you do, please do not get caught up with your work undone. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.